Welcome to The Swifterhood, a podcast all about Taylor Swift's lyrical genius. Whether you've known from her debut album that she's had a place in this world or her folklore has become your evermore recently, we are here to faithfully and wholeheartedly deconstruct each song lyric by lyric. Welcome to the show. Today we have a special guest who is here to talk about Olivia Rodrigo's Hot Off the Press amazing, wonderful album, Sour. Hello, Elizabeth. Hey, thanks for having me, Erin. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited that you're here. We are going to talk about this new album, but for the listeners, they should know that you are also a diehard Swifty. Oh, yeah. Super Swifty over here. I love talking about Taylor with you, Erin. It's been so fun just navigating our love of her and all the albums, especially this past year. So it's super exciting to talk about Sour as well. If you follow my terrible fan account, anyone listening, the thrifting and swifting one on Instagram, you would see pictures of our lover release party. Oh, yes. Oh, I forgot about that. That was such a fun time. And my cake is still very near and dear to my heart. I That was one of my most proud accomplishments. That cake is iconic and should go down in history. I actually thought that cake was way better than the cake that for her birthday, that cat cake. Oh, yeah. And they had a similar lover cake on her on Miss Americana, the release, like kind of they had their release party. Oh, yes, I remember and it. I was really hoping that she would have seen the cake I made and been like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. Because I think they were very similar, but I think mine was probably better. No offense to whoever I'm sure the professional who made that cake was. Right. Yours was way better for sure. Like, it is stunning. So do you want to explain what the cake was? Okay, yeah. So I made it for we kind of end up having it what is like a Taylor's birthday celebration and we were celebrating Lover like in December since we couldn't celebrate it when it came out. So I made a cake that I think was five layers and I had one for a variety of albums. There was like a purple layer for Speak Now and then a chalk, like a dark chocolate layer for Reputation, a marble layer for Lover. What else? I think a red layer, obviously red velvet for red. And then I think there was one more. I can't remember. I I'm I mean oh 1989 I, must have been a color too I think it was blue or something I think it was blue and maybe like the funfetti oh yeah that seems right yes and then it also had a sprinkle surprise so when you cut Ooh, into yes. it all these little sprinkles and ball things I don't know what they are yeah some might say it was like a mirror ball before its time since we didn't have that gem <laughs> <then>. <laughs> that's awesome how many Taylor Swift related parties do you think you've thrown oh goodness. We had, well, so it's, I've done a combo because some have been on dorm. Um, I'm a dorm parent here at school with Aaron, too. I don't know if they have that background information. <laughs> no, I don't think that they know. Oh. But if you did, if you didn't know, they know I'm a teacher, but I don't okay. think they know. We work at a boarding school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had my first year working here, Red came out. And I don't think we had a party, but then we had a 1989 party for all the students on my dorm, which was, and we invited all the girls on campus, I guess, which was super fun. And then... Um, One of my friends had a reputation party, and then we had our lover party. And then I feel like just the whole pandemic was a folklore evermore party, although I never had like an official celebration for... Well, we did. I guess we had champagne and folklore together. We did? Yeah. Remember outside? All the time kind of blends together. I know. (laughs) Well, this... Yeah. This whole pandemic, I'm so confused about like... It feels like it's been three years, but also... Like, no time at all. It's really confusing. But yeah, 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 we did with 
our other friend Allison, mm-hmm. and we sat out and drank champagne because champagne problems. Yes, obviously. Oh, that was so lovely. Yeah. How I many parties it. do you think you've been to? I don't know if I could even count. A lot of <laughs> times I celebrate stuff with just like one person or, yeah. you know, whoever is available and can do that. And most of this stuff has been since I've been here, since I've moved to Virginia. Yeah, I feel like she's really stepped up the like Easter egg and hype game, especially since probably like 1989 and probably with the rise of like social media and stuff, too. But we can't keep staying up late for these releases. I know know that they're for the international times for Mm -hmm. that's, you know, and it's more exciting, but it's exhausting. And so sometimes we (laughs) don't get to celebrate until later. Plus, our lives are busy. Yeah, that's true. But we always make time for Taylor. Got to. If you were not convinced by that conversation, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how else to convince you that Elizabeth is a hardcore Swifty. And so when Sour came out, she texted me. I think you texted me. Probably. In person. I don't know. IRL. (laughs) And you were like, what do you think about, have you listened to this? Like, you obviously have, right, Aaron? Because (laughs) you're a Swifty. And I was like, yes, of course. And so we were like, ah, we need to talk about it. And then at our recent end of the year party, we were playing Taylor songs, obviously. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that Good For You came on. Mm -hmm. Was that one of your picks? Oh, yes. Yeah, Chad. Well, so we have a fellow Swifty on campus also, Chad, who I enjoy celebrating, just like having text and Twitter conversations with about like all the Taylor excitement. So when Sour came out, yeah, I text. He's usually like in my rotation of people who I need to like talk through Taylor stuff with. So and he also is pretty into some teen angst, I would say. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Chad, you are going to love Sour. Have you listened to it yet? And his daughter was actually graduating that weekend. So he had, you know, some other priorities. But yeah, when we were planning or playing the playlist, um, he asked for a quest. And I was like, just trust me on this. Like, good for you is going to be a crowd pleaser please play it. And in fact, I think you're going to like it too, Chad. And I think he did. I was outside and I ran oh, yeah. as fast as I could because I think I had went home or something. Mm-hmm. I ran as fast as I could book it to get back <laughs> to like scream sing that at your face. Oh, I know. Truly. It's such a good like just scream sing with your friends song. Oh, it's so good. So one thing that I think is notable is that I don't know that I would have been able to connect to this album at the Mm -hmm. level that I have if we had not just been going through reconnecting with your teenage years Mm -hmm. with the Fearless re-release. That's such an interesting perspective. Yeah, because it is very it takes me back. And I honestly like wasn't a Fearless fan at the time. Like I became more of a Swifty in the 1989 era um, and have like rekindled or gotten to know like earlier Swift or Taylor Swift albums in my adulthood more so, I guess. So like I was more of like into a lot of teen angst kind of stuff. So just, yeah, like this album, I feel like, yeah, really took me back in that way. But yeah, I think for people who were probably experiencing Fearless at like that age, that's an interesting like comparison. Like I'm already rekindling those emotions that had not come up in a really long time. Yeah. <laughs> And so I feel like I'm very in touch with my high school self at mm-hmm. the moment. And so I was able to listen to this album and have some songs that I was like, if this had been released mm-hmm. when I were 16 or oh, 17, yeah. I would have 
died. <laughs> and obviously she has similarities with Taylor's writing style and mm-hmm. something that's been going on that's weird and gross in the fandom is that people were, I guess, upset with Olivia because she sent a promotional package for the album to Kim Kardashian. Oh. Did you hear about that? I hadn't heard that, no. I just got on one day and I was like, what's happening? Everyone was like posting their opinions and it was like, what actually happened? And someone was kind enough to tell me. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess she posted a picture in her story or something about like how she had sent sent that to Kim and Kim said thank you or I don't know exactly what happened. But a lot of people started commenting snakes like Swifties. Like as if Olivia is a snake? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Um, what and about what Taylor went through? Right. And she even says in one of her songs kind of like something along the lines of like your success isn't my failure necessarily too. Like I think it's important to consider them as like different people too. And the girl's got to like make a name for herself in some ways as well. Like she's just on the rise. Also, your promotional um, team is not always you. Right. That's so true. Yeah, and the Kardashians have, like, probably a lot of kids who are growing up now where, like, Olivia's going to be their, could be their tailor, too, you know? And that Mm -hmm. they are first first kids who are 16 and 17 now, like, they're, they could, that could be, like, the person they grow up alongside of the way we grew up alongside of Taylor. Right. Yeah. I I just, I know how much I would have loved this album, but as much as she does have a lyrical similarities in her Mm -hmm. writing style to taylor her actual music has sounds of a lot of different albums Mm -hmm. my first like inclination of what to say is like a mashup is olivia sounds like taylor swift meets lord oh yeah interesting Uh, especially in driver's license Mm -hmm. i thought that but then you and i have kind of talked about it and we won't spoil it but there's (laughs) different sounds from different songs yeah definitely uh, one thing that I should mention is there's a theory that Sour is going to be followed by a second album called Sweet. Ooh. Because she keeps talking about Sour Patch Kids. And, you know, it's like first oh, they're yeah. sour, then they're sweet. Yeah. So if we're lucky. That would be amazing. Yeah, because if you think about it, all the songs on this album are like the kind of angsty or sad songs, right? There's no love songs. Yeah. And that's, I think, her biggest different... Like, obviously, there's, like you said, like, writing and lyrical similarities. But Taylor's, I feel like a lot of her, even her sad songs are still, like, they always highlight the beauty of things. And it's, like, being sad about that being gone. And I kind of love that Olivia's more, like, angsty and kind of, like, screw you, F you about things. Um, Whereas Taylor does that in, like, a... In a dagger, in a like a discreet way, I guess. Olivia's like really in your face about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that when she's like, screw that. Screw yeah. that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, girl. Yeah. I think she also has, it seems like she has more control over her image and mm-hmm. being able to do That's what true. she wants to do and like say what she wants to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know how true that is. Well, it's just so interesting. I mean, truly, I feel like you have to consider social media in the context of anything and that, um, you know, Taylor was being promoted kind of on like hard copy stuff, right? Like her DVD or DVDs, CDs and things. Whereas like Olivia kind of came to be from her own creation to begin with, you know, it's just like interesting. Like what would Taylor be like if she were starting out now? now? 
Ooh. It'd be totally different, I bet. That's a fun thought. Yeah. Yeah. I um about the sour or the sour sweet theory yeah. thing. Uh, I didn't know if you knew this, but she, I guess, was making videos, and I'm not sure if it was Instagram or TikTok, of songs as she's writing them. Did you know that? No. So that's what, it made me think of that, because you said she's being, like, she's come to be on Mm -hmm. social media, you know? Yeah. And so that's how a lot of people have heard songs that are unreleased, and that's why they think that all those love songs would go on the Sweet album. Oh, that would be so, I would love that energy. That would be awesome cross your fingers yeah i'm so curious and this might not be like the time but also there's you know of course rumors of taylor releasing something in june with like one of the new re-releases but i can't imagine her wanting to take away attention from like olivia's rising stardom either like she seems like she wants to promote her as well so i'm so curious of like the timeline how they could like affect each other right yeah she definitely doesn't want to step on anyone's toes and she has a lot of friends in the music industry. So it makes picking a release date kind of complicated. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to talk about brutal? Sure. We're just going to go song by song. FYI. And we're not going to go full on lyric by lyric. We're just going to give thoughts and talk about what our favorite lyrics are and talk about each song. So what are your thoughts on brutal? I I mean I love okay I for me the most iconic line is I'm not cool and I'm not smart and I can't even parallel park like is there a more relatable <laughs> statement Oh my god so like I can't parallel park <laughs> I the one time I have parallel parked was guess what guess what it was for Your test No it was well because yeah mine was the time I got my driver's license and you <laughs> Yes duh obviously that <laughs> good one yes got you but um, it was for 1989. Oh, my gosh. I was going to the concert and there was no parking downtown. This is in wow. Lexington, Kentucky. And I was like, there's only one spot available. <laughs> I guess I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it for Taylor. And it had been like three years since I had parallel parked since the, well, I don't even, probably more than that. Way yeah. more than that. I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. That's but like, uh, like connections never stop. I know. They never. <laughs> it's weird. It's like taylor fate yeah that's so true but anyways yeah that's a good line i think my favorite line is what is the one where she says i love people because i love people i don't like yeah uh yeah that's a good one i love that so much i think she has like a very if this makes sense like pouty sound and i recently she was just on um snl two mm-hmm. weeks ago and i love yeah, Saturday I Night live i watch that all the time and i think she has like i don't mean this is a bad thing or anything but she says like a pouty presence at times and i think when she goes like it's brutal out here like it always feels like it's like in a pout to me like i hear it for, with that like facial expression i guess and that's like what the album cover looks like yeah true yeah there's some sounds in this to me of like I don't know what time period it would have been, but like the maybe 80s feminist rock music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you watch the movie Moxie? It was on Netflix. Yes. yes. It has like that kind of. Uh Uh-huh. And like you can hear the slides on the guitar and mm -hmm. like it it sounds like it's plugged up to an amp. Yeah. Like it's like a home concert. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And she said, she says at the beginning, I want it to be like messy. Like it's interesting. It, start, it sounds a lot like I don't know who sings this, but it's like I don't give a damn about my reputation. You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. That's but sort she, of like. But then, like in the actual lyrics, it's like she's concerned about how she's like perceived and nobody liking her and like hating the song she makes and things. So, but she's angry about it because she yeah. doesn't want to have those feelings. Yeah. Um. So misheard lyrics. When I've had quite a few with this album. Oh. I and you know fun. how. In the Fearless Taylor's version, there's mm-hmm. songs that you can hear the lyrics better now. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oops, I sang that wrong. Yeah. Uh, maybe it hasn't happened to you. It definitely did me. Ego crash is what I thought she said. Ego crash is so severe because, oh. like, your ego is crashing. I don't think that she always enunciates very well. Yeah. And I think that is something that we will see her probably grow into mm-hmm. with time. Yeah, I think so, too. I feel like that maybe that's part of what like the pouty feeling is to me, I think, too. And that, you know, I think sometimes I know she's like living into that perfect teenage angst. Uh Like, I'm so sick of 17. Where's my fucking teenage dream? (laughs) Which is interesting because I feel like that's so like all American rejects, right? Is Aren't they teenage dream? That was like very much my high school time was like a lot of like newfound glory, all American rejects. Like, and I feel like she makes like references to things like that a little bit too. And like sounds a lot like that in her sound and some of that like angstiness. Mm -hmm. It feels like a throwback song. Honestly, Mm -hmm. it doesn't, I mean, the way it's produced, you can tell it's newer, but it, it sounds a bit older musically she says if someone tells me one more time enjoy your youth i'm gonna cry (laughs) i love that so much because that's how it feels when you're a teenager and everyone's always like Uh uh-huh enjoy this while it lasts honey yeah (laughs) i know it's so relevant to us i feel like as educators too there's times where it's like yeah while you're in it it doesn't always feel like that enjoyable maybe Mm-hmm. And I think even the first line, like, I'm, what is it? I'm so insecure, I think, that I'll die before I drink. It's like, one, like, way to go, Olivia, and not being participating in, like, underage drinking. We support you. There's just, yeah, so many moments where it's, like, they're, like, adult feelings. But she, like, even when she talks about, like, Glee and another song, like, I feel like there's ways of, you know, still highlighting that she's, like, a kid in some ways, too. Mm-hmm. Unrelentlessly upset mm-hmm. is adolescence <laughs> yeah at least that's how i felt like so emotional constantly and, like i had so much anger that just went to my mom sorry uh-huh. mom <laughs> we love you like, <laughs> so grateful now but you don't know where to put it or you don't know like why you're angry mm-hmm. and it's probably just hormones mm-hmm. yes I I really like Brutal. I think it's so interesting for me, like, listening to things. It kind of evolves with time, I guess. But I think it's a really fun, like, first song. And it kind of gets you into just, like, a hype kind of mentality, I think. Because it's yes. pretty, it's kind of, like, you know, like a headbanger a uh-huh. little bit. It makes me want to jump. Um, and I really like how she, and she does this in a couple songs, too, like, kind of. Maybe there's a technical term for it. I don't know. But sort of like pause. It's like when she goes like, God, God. it's brutal out here. It's like everything else sort of stops. And then it's like that one thing. Yeah. Um, I love the beat in this too. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Me <laughs> it, too. I love it. It's a great one. I agree with you. It, this is a amazing first pick. Mm-hmm. And like the singles that she had released, we had seen more of her like 
sad side but Mm -hmm. then with good for you we got to kind of see like more of a rocker vibe and this i think is just like look at my skill i can do lots of different sounds Mm -hmm. so do you want to move on to traitor sure okay this is in my top songs on the album i love this song (laughs) so much yeah no this one's i love traitor too i feel like it's I think it's so interesting to like the line like you didn't cheat, but you're still a traitor. Kind of like that piece of like emotional relationships and things too. poor listeners. Swifterhood that is tired of hearing me talk about my (laughs) probably tired of hearing me talk about my high school relationships. But the one boy, y'all know who I'm talking about. You've heard the story (laughs) who started dating one of my close friends. I mean, a week or two after we broke Mm -hmm. up. Like this song, I would have slammed to. Uh (laughs) It would have been like, yes, stick it to him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that's the line, like, I kept quiet so I could keep you. Like, I feel like all of us, that's such a relationship rite of passage in some ways. I mean, I I would assume for some people, like, you kind of, like, ignore the red flags at times, like, ignore things Mm -hmm. because you don't want to, like you know, maybe know subconsciously that it's time for it to end, but you don't want it to end or bringing it up could cause a fight that would end it and just kind of like letting it happen until you can't anymore. And don't you feel like we've all dated someone like this? Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. We've all had that relationship. And for a lot of us, it is in high school. Yeah. Where we and I think the other person doesn't know how to treat someone either. You know, Mm -hmm. like you're just both figuring it out you you date someone who does not deserve your love yeah and to me this person is like the dear john of taylor's album yes okay but there's also another song that's like so dear john it, yes, to me yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh my god i'm so glad you said that. and this is also i feel like this and another song are so like should have said no to me at least too uh-huh i feel like it fits like another one kind of like later but yeah should have said no and like dear john i think are themes present throughout the whole album yes i agree with you so much so much (laughs) um brown guilty eyes and little white lies is that sounds like a taylor lyric Mm -hmm. i mean a lot of a lot of hers do just the way that she's poised in her phrasing Mm -hmm. um (laughs) it took you two weeks to go off and date her recently i don't know why but i've been walking around the house when i'm singing this song and i keep accidentally saying I gave you two weeks to go off and date no. her. <laughs> like that totally changes like the two meaning. weeks notice. <laughs> yeah. yeah you've got that. two weeks and, until you've got to, you've got to go date her. Yeah. And like the like could fall in love with somebody. It's just like, it's while the, it's just like how you define cheating in some ways too, right? Like there's ways that you can, if you can like probably strike up a relationship that quickly, there's got to be something going on, which is like why she's paranoid, like why things happen so quickly. And yeah, so yeah, I, think I feel my, like, yeah, you know a lot about my love life, I feel like, too, and like ooh. feelings of emotional relationships. I think my favorite line is when she's sleeping in the bed we made, don't you yeah. dare forget about the way. And then mm-hmm. it goes into the chorus. You betrayed me. And it's like a big yeah. crashing high on that part. Mm hmm. And don't you dare, like, I freaking love the angst. Like, I keep saying on the Fearless 
as we go through them how much i adore when it's like spiteful uh-huh. and i love that she just like spits it when she's sleeping in the bed we made yeah i this is like okay this just came to me right now so feel free to call me out if it's off base but some of this gives me like um the chicks gaslighter vibes to like the album mm-hmm. um because i i mean that's very much like a divorce album i guess too but there's like on my boat or something and she like catches this other woman like on her husband's boat which i feel like there's like similar vibes to that line nobody no and obviously the chicks are like a big inspiration to taylor Mm -hmm. and to a lot of people Mm -hmm. there are so many good lines in this song god i wish that you had thought this through before i went and fell in love with you do you what do you what do you think about that Shout out to, like, anyone who ever wants to, like, love a girl ever. Like, think it through, please. Yeah. I always feel like it would make a little bit more sense, though, if she said, God, I wish that I had thought this through. Yeah, that's true. Because it's like you wish you had thought before you fell in love. But Mm -hmm. it, it definitely makes sense the way she says. The way she says it. Loved you at your worst, but that didn't matter. That's like, yeah, stab you in the heart. Twisted games, dear John. Mm-hmm. And I think like what you were saying, the like I wish I feel like the the using like I wish you thought this through versus I thought this through is like probably a maturity thing too. Or if she were writing this song when she's like twenty five, it'd probably be like a I wish I thought this through. But there's very much I feel like at that when you're like in a high school stage of a relationship, it's like I'm all in. Like why didn't you plan to be all in too? Mm-hmm. The expectations are not the same. Yeah. So, driver's license? Driver's license. Got my driver's license. license. I just love how it starts with the, like, ding, ding, ding of, like, your door being open. It reminds me of the intro of a Halsey song. Yes. Drive. Totally. It has that same, and I wonder if it's just, like, a free sound that you can get. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's so true. You're right. (laughs) They're all able to use it because it sounds like the exact same. Uh Uh-huh. Um, this song basically is what helped her explode. Oh, absolutely. This is the big one. And this is also such a, I mean, both in like content and context, I feel like such a like screaming in the car song. Yeah, it is. It is. My favorite thing I think about this song is how it goes back and forth between like highs and lows kind of. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but sonically and like when you get to the red lights, stop signs parts and it just drops. Mm -hmm. It's such a good rush Um, because I still fucking love you, babe, is probably (laughs) the best part for me to sing. I don't know. What's your favorite line? I think um, like I still see your face in the white cars front yards. Like I think it's like you feel like you're truly like on this drive with her in some ways too. And that's, I don't know about you, but I feel like such a place to process emotions. I'm Which sure is a very Taylor like, thing to be yeah. talking about cars and driving all the time. That's true. Getaway car. Uh, every, <laughs> like every album is filled with references to driving. That's so true. So that's, that's good imagery. But the driver's license bit makes you really grounded in her age. Like mm-hmm. this album is, centered around the idea that she's a teenager yeah just even the beginning like i got my driver's license last week just like we always talked about like 
you know, I feel like that the freedom associated with that and like the possibilities for a relationship to grow and the hope kind of with like, I have my driver's license, like now we have all the open road ahead of us, you know, and then to kind of have that in one way, like this gateway to freedom with your driver's license, but then the dashed. Yeah. Like the reason you want to taken from you Mm. by an older woman, right? Like the, yeah, but I think she's definitely marketing the teenage thing, which is smart. Like she knows who the audience is, which is for the most part, I mean, well, like basically everyone. Right. But also for the most part, people who were her fans from the high school musical thing. Yeah. That's true. Along with her. You know, and I think like well, in Miss Americana, they talk about how Taylor doesn't use a lot of um, cultural references, but I feel like these like kind of age references, like anyone can relate to that. But then, yeah, also the people like who are in it right now are probably also like processing emotions the same way. I agree. I think what I see in this song and in her writing in general that she has seemingly learned from Taylor mm-hmm. is the narration mm-hmm. and yeah. the specificity of storytelling. Yeah. Because like you said, when you're driving past, like you feel like you're with her. Mm-hmm. I love the part where she says, all my friends are tired of hearing <laughs> whatever, you know, but I kind of feel sorry for them because they'll never know you the way that yeah. I do. I feel like that's such a, probably a thing we do with our friends even now like the like your friend wanting to protect you in a way but you're like oh but i know like what this is like you know yeah you don't and like defending the person who's like hurting you especially in the eyes of your friends who are like okay that person's had enough chances you're like you don't fully understand it because i know this person is capable of a lot of love as well yeah Mm -hmm. but that can also like blind us from things yeah all right you want to move on to the next one? Yes. Let's do it. It's one step forward, three steps back, which is the one where we have New Year's Day sampled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this one has a lot of Dear John references, too, similar to Traitor. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, I forgot to mention in, the, in, in that one, she says your twisted games, mm-hmm. which is like Dear John, you know. But yeah, this definitely is. It's... This is another one that I would have really. I ju- we just all had that relationship. Basically, called you on the phone today just to ask how you were. All I did was speak normally. Somehow I still struck, stroke a nerve, struck a nerve, <laughs> whichever way it is. That that's like the dear John part where yeah, you know, praying the floor won't fall through again. Like mm-hmm. feeling like yeah, who are you going to get today? Kind of a thing. My mama swore I was losing my mind. Is, makes me think of you got me fucked up in the head boy i know they're totally different mm-hmm. maybe in some masochistic way i couldn't find it all i kind of find it all exciting what lyric do you have written there i think this one is incorrect i think it's i kind of find it all exciting i have i couldn't find it all exciting that doesn't make sense to me i thought the i thought the lyric was i kind of find it all exciting and it's like yeah like you like hurting yourself yeah by being in this relationship like which lover will i get today yeah it doesn't make sense to me with couldn't huh yeah maybe that's a error on our lyrics but that whole do you love me want me hate me it's like i don't know where we're at in this relationship yeah 
Um, and then will you walk me to the door or send me home crying? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we do that probably if someone were writing songs about us as women too. Like there's probably times, although I think they don't process emotion. Boys don't process emotions always the same way. But I feel like there's definitely times where we've probably all shown up in a relationship like not in the best way, but then also been on the receiving end of that too. Mm-hmm. For sure. I like how it sort of sounds like it's going forwards and then backwards. Mm-hmm. Like the song sounds like what she's expressing. Mm-hmm. What do you have a favorite line from this? Um, from this song? I think mine is probably I'm the love of your life until I make yeah, you. Yeah, I was just thinking that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yay, jinx. I think that, yeah, and the walk me to the door or send me home crying. I feel like those mirror each other in some ways too. Mm. All right. You want to move on to deja vu? Yeah. Which if you didn't know, in French means already seen. <laughs> so I think this one is just a really fun song to sing. Mm-hmm. The way that she has like little ups and downs mm-hmm. to go with. Um, the laughing about how small it looks on you mm-hmm. ha, 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 is so Lord sounding. Uh-huh. That sounds like a Lord song. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking true. about? Yeah. I'm like, do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I just sound crazy? I feel like this one is like, reminds me of lyrically of like, should have said no and better than revenge in some ways. Cause it's like, not necessarily like the other girl's fault, but I feel like it's being like, this was our thing. Like, don't feel special. I was special kind of a thing. Like it's all reused. Yeah. I've seen this sentiment expressed Mm -hmm. in several other songs. Mm -hmm. I can't think of what they are now, but I know like this is a thing that there was even one like a couple years ago that came out that was really big on the radio and I can't think of what it was, Mm -hmm. but it is better done (laughs) by Olivia and the entire idea of do you get deja vu? Like, do you have this feeling when you're somewhere that you've already lived that experience? Yeah. That is haunting instead of just like, oh, yeah, you do the same things with your new girlfriend. Yeah, that's true. Which I feel like has been expressed in a lot of songs, you know. Mm -hmm. And then she I feel like with the deja vu concept, it's like she is like interwoven even into their relationship, into this new relationship. Olivia is, you know, like being like, do you get deja vu when you're with her? Like thinking about when you're with me. It's kind of like. All those things are because of her. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I So I saw this uh, TikTok video where this girl is pretending to be um, Joshua Bassett's therapist. Oh. I uh, will send it to you. It's freaking <laughs> hysterical. And she's like sits down. She's like has her headphone on and then she takes him off when he comes in. She's like, oh, Joshua, hi. <laughs> like she was clearly just listening to the album. And then she's like, oh, where did you go with her again? Malibu. Oh, did, what what flavor was the ice cream? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> and like she just keeps, she's like, oh, okay. So you've always liked Billy Joel then? Like <laughs> stuff like that. that yeah. Oh, that's is, funny. But it's a lot of different stuff from the album. But mm-hmm. a lot of it was from this song. And I thought it was hilarious. I like this song for the Lord-esque sounds. Mm-hmm. But this is also one of the better ones for being very specifically put in uh-huh. that 
spot, like in that memory. Um, yeah. I yeah, like you can part- like picture all of those things, like eating your ice cream and like, yeah, the I feel like the trading jacket. Yeah, it's like such a clear visual. Mm-hmm. I really, really love being annoying, singing in uh-huh. harmony, because it's just like those weird little quirky things that you would do in a relationship. Yeah. And I think it like shows comfort, right? Like usually I feel like we're annoying kind of when we feel like it's safe. Or at least I am. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. She goes on and on about Billy Joel in this. Yeah. Uh, album. So it is very clear. Olivia, we heard you loud and clear. <laughs> you loved Billy Joel first. Yes. I loved him so much in high school, ironically. As we're talking about this oh, being really? like a teenage album, I went through like a really intense Billy Joel phase. Oh, wow. Just randomly. I don't know why. I mean, he's great. I mean, yes. The song Vienna uh-huh. makes me cry every time. I know. It makes me think of our student who sang it last year, too. Oh, it makes me think of 13 going on 30. Oh, yeah, totally. Which is like a kind of you could associate with like Olivia to Taylor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's just so well written. All her stuff is so well written. Like mm-hmm. one spoon for two. Yeah. Like you're perfectly giving us what you want us to see, but mm-hmm. it's just so cleverly done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I I was thinking it's overused instead of it's all reused. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realize that until I was just now looking at the lyrics. I feel like that's something I picked up on the reuse and that being like nothing about this other relationship is original Mm -hmm. like how you tell her you love her in between the chorus Uh and the verse i Mm -hmm. bet you even tell her how you love her in between the chorus and the verse is so specific Uh and i wonder if he did and that girl hears that song and she's like i know (laughs) i mean yeah that's i that's so interesting thing about like the people listening can you imagine if this was like you knew them specifically and you're like oh damn you're like (laughs) yeah you're like oh like what if there were songs written about like all the people we know in our lives we'd be able to like pick it out yeah you would (laughs) that's it's wild that's wild to think about oh another actress i hate to think i was just your type yeah do you feel like has this happened to you that you've dated someone and then they broke up with you and they picked another person who looked like really similar to you oh Aaron, yes. <laughs> Aaron, I think I'm cursed that I can't tell you there's at least four to five people who have like had some sort of relationship with me and like met their the person they marry directly after and that oh. person it's like we're interchangeable in some ways. At least like oh. two for sure. Yeah. They Very know who nice. they are if they're listening. They're not, but they would know. So the person that they married or ended up came immediately after me and was also so similar oh ouch yeah so you really identify with that (laughs) truly yeah and And i don't feel like i really have a type Mm. like though there weren't similarities in like those people but the people they end up with are similar to me yeah i always thought that i had a type and then i had never dated anyone who was blonde and then here i am married to a blonde yeah so I, I don't know. I kind of think I started picking people who <laughs> it's like you learn from what you don't want. Yeah. Right. So then you're like, oh, I've been dating these like skinny, like hipster. Like mm-hmm. I knew it first. I I know better than you uh-huh. type dudes. And 
they have an ego. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm going to switch and try to find someone more grounded. In- yeah. And I feel like there's so much. I feel like maybe it's like as you get older too, like personality just – I feel like a lot of types are based on physical characteristics. But like what finds a real match is more like a personality type. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've talked a lot about how your perspective on relationships change as you grow up, Morgan and I have, Uh um, which you know probably because you've listened to every episode, right? I I need to catch up. (laughs) You know May has been busy for me. (laughs) Yeah, it's honestly a miracle that we are here, that A, Morgan and I can podcast at all with me working at boarding school during COVID and her being a lawyer with three children. A miracle that we've been able to do what we have and also a miracle that you are here like yeah but we finally ended the school year i know you're not fully done with work but we're getting there <laughs> closer than this time last week yes i'm grateful <laughs> that you're here Thanks, but anyways we talked a lot about relationships and how your perspective changes from like when you're younger you think it's about like your common interests mm-hmm. for example music or movies yeah. Um, or even how the person looks more. And when you get older, like attraction still matters. Right. But like you're saying, it's more about personality and values and how you get along with the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be totally. long term. All right. You want to move on to good for you? Yes. I love good for you. And it's, <laughs> it's a f- number four and then the letter U. Uh-huh. So teen. It is, but at the same time, like it isn't. It's like reminiscent of like our teen years. Our teen years. It's like like, people don't write like that anymore, do they? I don't think. Except Ariana Grande. If people wrote like that now, I'd be like, "Can you stop?" I'd be like, "That's not grammatically correct." But my teenage self would have probably been like, "Oh wow, so cool!" Right, and like that's what I was saying about how this whole album is marketed to be teenage. And I feel like so much of being teenage now too. It's like. There's so many trends that like get revived and stuff as well, you know. That's true. The but they love they grow up on our stuff. Yeah. Like you know she grew up on Taylor and she grew up on like Mean Girls and yeah, that kind Joel. of stuff. So they see us and we're we're the role models. I don't know if we're the best. <laughs> <laughs> and they probably think we're like pretty cringy at times, but then they like do the same stuff. Mhm. Like have you seen videos about what they say millennials do? things that they say millennials do yeah uh we will forever have a side part <laughs> and skinny jeans yeah have you heard the term chuggy i have but i already forgot what it means it's like basically that it's like millennial trends it's like one of the first oh, things that like, like the really makes boots. me feel attacked yeah and like <laughs> side parts and like um but excuse what else? Me. My sister, there's like a Chug Life Instagram account. My sister and I were looking at it the other day. And it's like so targeting. And it's, yeah, it's it, hurtful. It's hurtful. It is hurtful. Y'all need to stop. Cut, yeah. it, out. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> Anyways, good for you. So this is the song that I have a ton, a shit ton of misheard lyrics from. Oh, really? Do you okay. want to hear how I was singing Yes, it? please. Yes. Okay. Good for you. I hope you're happy as hell. Well, not oh, me. Yeah. yeah, that was the first one. Good for you. You're doing great. I'm doing dope. Oh. Baby. <laughs> God, I wish that I could do that. That's what I'm talking about her, with her not fully enunciating. Like, I sang that song for a full three days like that. Oh, my gosh. I usually 
pick up like on terror. I'm like really bad at distinguishing lyrics, but I feel like I I got all of her stuff. Really? Yeah. The I spent the night crying on the floor in my bathroom. I heard back room. Oh. And I was like, what's a back room? Maybe that, like, like that particular line, I spent the night crying on the floor in my bathroom, just gave me such Grey's Anatomy vibes. Ooh. Although that was like after a death, so different. But when Izzy's like crying on the bathroom at the end of season two and like everyone comes in. Well, I'm going to make a Gilmore Girls reference when Rory is crying on the floor of the bathroom because yeah. why won't he call me? Why doesn't he love me yeah. about Logan? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've all been there. No, we have. But this all song also gives there. me Mister Perfectly Fine vibes. Yeah, this. So this is like the angrier version. Yeah, you think? Oh, for sure. <laughs> Which I think is like totally. Yeah, like I feel like they just have different delivery of similar emotions. Yes, but both are perfectly encapsulating that feeling. Yeah. What's that? There's one song or line in Mister Perfectly Fine that I love. Um, oh, like it's wonderful to see that you're okay. Mm, but um, it's wonderful to see that like you're dripping okay. in sarcasm and like fuck you, basically. I love um, and I it. feel like good for you is like so like that, like, oh good for you, you're doing great. Like I wanna connect back to more of that immaturity. <laughs> yeah, I know. True. Like I love the spite. The spite. <laughs> any one of those lines of Taylor's like Swifterhood listeners know I'm always like, yes, this is the one. And Morgan mm-hmm. will always pick out the one that's like what she calls the gut punch. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it w- might be fun at some point to make a drinking game of like different things that we say. So you're listening to the podcast and you're like, every time Morgan says perfect, <laughs> like every time Aaron says, uh, I totally agree with you. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. You know? Oh, that'd be fun. Would you play it? Yeah, totally. That could be like a good... How many episodes have you had so far? Um, Seven in the intro. Okay. Maybe like a 20th episode or something. You can like encourage people to... Or like submit suggestions for the drinking game and then like yeah. do it along. It's funny. It would be funnier if it comes from the listeners. Yeah. You yeah, you I'm can saying? do that through your like Instagram or something. Because you're not... It's like they're ragging on you playfully as opposed to you just like hating on yourself. Yeah. Sometimes we don't notice our tics either that are like most obvious to other people. I have mixed feelings about the like a damn sociopath. Oh, I love that part. It slaps. But then I had also seen this. I don't remember what it was because my memory is shit. But I think it was a documentary or something. And they were interviewing sociopaths and a lot of them are just normal people who are trying to live out regular relationships and learning how to, like they're incapable of feeling empathy, right? Mm -hmm. That's like the definition. Yeah. But they still want to have relationships and try really hard to learn how to. Yeah. And the reputation is that sociopaths are like murderers. Yeah. This is probably like, yeah, sociopath and like the stereotypical or like societal probably like presentation right which is i guess fair because the definition is someone who can't feel empathy you know yeah so it makes sense but part of me is like "Mm." but not fair to like those who are trying i guess yeah yeah it's just like mental health but it's like i just i mean that's another part where it's kind of like everything else stops or it's sort of like comes from the muffled space and then like a damn sociopath is so clear it's just great to be dancing and singing along too yeah and screaming in your friends' faces. Yeah, I, 
well, screw that and screw you. You will never have to hurt the way that yeah. I do. Uh-huh. That is amazing. Um, and like your apathy is like a wound and salt. That, like, that's the gut punch one. I yeah. feel like that would be Morgan's yeah. favorite line if she were here. But yeah, for me, I think it's like the delivery of this song with the lyrics, I think are great too. But then I love the tempo and the way she like switches, you know, just the kind of scream singing and singing. Yeah, I love the use of just got you because that's a thing that you say when you're younger. Like, Uh, yeah, I just get that person just gets me. I was the only person who got you and you would be like, oh, that's such a meaningful compliment. Mm -hmm. Like now you can be a better man for your brand new girl. Like. Ugh, that's so true. I feel like there's times where it's like, oh, we made you better. Like, you couldn't have maintained that relationship without me Uh having, like, made you a better person. And then I gave you all the suggestions about, like, how to turn your life around. Yep. And then we broke up. And then she got the benefits of it. And then you did all of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like, thanks. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) It's, that's so annoying. Uh Uh-huh. All right. You want to move on to the next song? Yeah. Oh, this one's... This one hurts. Does this song make you think of happiness? Oh, 100%. Yes. Like in the both like obvious and then subtle ways. And the maturity for me is impressive in this song because she's not saying like, I hope you'll never be happy. Right. She's just saying, (laughs) don't be happier. Like, it's just that's such a. I keep saying the same shit over and over. It's just such a relatable feeling. Yeah. I don't want you to be happier in that relationship. And I don't want that person to be better for you. I think it's like, it reminds me, this song reminds me so much of like the line and happiness. It's like, I hope she's a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. Mm. And I think in ways like Olivia is really complimentary to the person like, and and like acknowledges that she's being like selfish and like needs to let it go. Yeah, I'm um, glad you brought that up. I think there's a lot of maturity on this album as far yeah. as like her admitting fault and as far as her not critiquing the other girl. Yeah. And I read an interview that she did where she talked about it and she was the person brought it up and she was like, well, yeah, I never want to bring another person down in the process. Like, yeah. what's the point? So she does a good job in this song of being like, she's sweet and she's pretty. Like she's yeah. still complimenting that person. But this is how I feel about it. Yeah. She's, she's, but she's beautiful. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this brings me to my favorite line. For sure. My favorite line. Like cutting her down. Make yeah. you miss my wretched heart. But she's beautiful. She looks kind. She probably gives you butterflies. Yeah. Like the, I love that. Now I'm I love the way she sings apart. that too. Like she probably gives, I can't sing it. But like when she does, like, I think that's such a probably nice. Probably gives you butterflies. Yeah, it's like a nice line to listen to too. Yeah. This, this one. This and one find hurts. someone great, but don't find someone better. It's like literally us after every breakup and be like, best of luck. But like, I'll always be the best, you know. <laughs> can't top this. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> You've peaked. But in that line of her saying, and now I'm picking her apart, um, cutting her down, make you miss my wretched heart. She's recognizing, Mm -hmm. but she's beautiful. She looks kind. Like, she's recognizing that that's the wrong reaction to have. That you do have that reaction because it's natural. But it's not the right (laughs) feeling or it's not the right way to act on, I guess. Right. And it's not, I feel like that's like such an age old 
high school thing in relationships too to like get mad at the person your person ends up with but it's like they didn't make that decision right like it's like the person who is with you who like made that choice or like if you're you know significant other like cheats on you it's like don't get mad at the person they cheated with like get mad at your significant other for making that decision you know and i think mm, yeah, she does, yeah like take blame don't blame away. the other girl like yeah like it's on you they made that choice okay you want to move on to jealousy jealousy yeah the so first of all this is a really fun song to sing uh-huh Second of all, the paper white teeth thing makes me think of Lord's song, White mm-hmm. White Teeth Teens. Uh-huh. Um, and the comparisons of in that song of how she's sort of talking about the cool kids, but they don't really fit in or they're outcasts yeah. or whatever. It's not the exact same feeling. It's just made me think of it, I guess. Yeah, I think this is like obviously there's so many like social media references and too. And I feel like this song makes me kind of think of Hope You're Okay, like the last one mm-hmm. as well. Like the like comparisons, not always knowing everybody's story. I feel like she really like addresses probably some of the mel- mental health concerns of like her generation in those two songs. Yeah, yeah. It's, I heard in, or I didn't hear, I read in that interview where she was talking about how she, this song was important for her to make for other people to hear. Mm-hmm. And I think she did a good job of doing that with this song and hope you're okay of sort of saying and just modeling like don't bring down the other person uh-huh. like the other girl but this is a great one for being like we all feel this way as social media is a lot of pressure yeah and like the line like i want to be you so bad and i don't even know you and i see everyone getting all the things i want i'm happy for them but then again i'm not like yeah the comparison and, like, I mean, she obviously says comparison. Like, she com- uses Com-com- comparison the same way she uses jealousy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a, yeah, I think it's a really important reminder all the time that comparison, there's, like, a saying comparison is the thief of joy. And I feel like she talks, kind of addresses that for, like, her generation. Mm-hmm. The just cool vintage clothes and vacation photos. That's, like, this uh-huh. is Instagram. Right. Totally. <laughs> I see people all the time that I'm, like how do you have that many cute outfits mm-hmm. am i just making this up <laughs> and how did you yeah like how did this picture happen like did, my candidates don't look like that <laughs> like, what no they don't um their win is not my loss uh, that's my favorite line yeah i feel like she's a similar line and happier maybe but i might have been getting them confused uh, one thing that i did forget to say about happier is that we had talked about it but the the music and the intro of that song makes me think of another song and i cannot name oh, what yeah. it is so if someone listening if you heard happier and it made you immediately think of a different song please write in and tell us i am dying to think of it <laughs> And if I do, then I'll like tweet it or something. But I mm-hmm. cannot pinpoint what it was. Elizabeth was saying that it sort of felt like a Lanka song. Yeah, I feel like it's. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel the same way as you. I feel like there's a lot of times where something feels so familiar. Mm-hmm. But I think I that's the thing is like it. she's learned from people around her. Yeah. Growing up on how to write songs, which Taylor obviously did with like the 
country music storytelling full circle Mm -hmm. narration bit and she definitely learned from her peers too but you see it with olivia but it's it's she's taken bits and pieces from a lot of different people and so it's a bit more nuanced and so sometimes it's hard to pinpoint where that Mm -hmm. influence is coming from do you know what i mean yeah but she's very smart because she's taken tricks from a little bit from everyone and she does it it seems like in a like relationship building way where like you know for new year's day like she got taylor's permission they re-recorded it in a way that wasn't owned by taylor's money. label but mm-hmm. that would not give money to the people that and to do that like by going through the correct kind of like avenues so there's no obviously like copyright or anything with it but that yeah creating the taking the influence and putting your own spin on things, I feel like is a really cool approach. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Back to jealousy, jealousy. I don't identify with this feeling, really, of this song. And like you said, it might be because that's her generation. They were uh-huh. raised on social media and stuff, whereas we were much less so. Mm-hmm. Like, we maybe got a MySpace at some point. Yeah. And then eventually Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I do I do identify with the feelings of like sometimes being where she says like I'm so sick of myself. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I, you know, we all have self-confidence issues and you're like, "Ugh, I just yeah. wish I looked differently or whatever." Yeah, like the like I think I think too much about kids who don't know me, too. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I do like that she acknowledges I know that beauty is not my lack because she's yeah. not totally self-deprecating. Yeah. And it's true, she's beautiful. Yeah. But it's like you can still feel, yeah, like someone else's. It's not like they're, you know, them having success is like taking away from you in any ways. And I'm sure people are like comparing themselves to her too. So it's probably like a healthy thing for, I think she admits like insecurity in a really open way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That Taylor doesn't necessarily do. Like she's not really like that self-deprecating. No, she wrote you know? the song Me. What? She wrote yeah, the song. Me. Right. Yeah. As she's gotten more confident, too, I always love the lines where she's like, like, I, and I think he knows, isn't it? Yeah. That one where she's like, um, and I can, like, what is it she says? Oh, he's, obs- he's so obsessed with me. I understand why. Yeah. Is it that one? It Maybe. might be in a different song, but whatever. Um, anytime she has like a little brag like yeah. that about herself, I'm like, yes, Taylor. I love it. Love yeah. to see the confidence. I think the most fun part of this song to sing is, No, your friends are so cool. You go out every night. Uh-huh. That part. Um, I love it. I think this is a good song. Also for the fact that she uses jealousy started following me. And like yeah. you said, it's clearly a reference to social media. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she says jealousy started following me makes me feel like she's talking about followers and oh yeah well i think she also acknowledges and i feel like that's such a battle of social media right where it's like part of your brain knows it's not healthy to compare or like this isn't the whole story but then you like see someone's cool picture you see their like beautiful happy relationship and then you like create your own narrative around that sometimes too so i feel like there's always the push and pull of like knowing there's more to things but then also like sometimes diving into the micro story that you see on like a social media situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to move on to favorite crime? Yeah. Did we skip one? Did we do enough for you? Oh no. We did skip one. 
I think like this one kind of like hurts my heart a little bit. I mean, I just think the concept of like being enough for anyone is like challenging in any relationship, especially early ones and kind of figuring out. I feel like it ties into like the jealousy piece a little bit. She's very self-aware. I love that. And that's another huge similarity with Taylor. And I don't know if it's just all songwriters. I I mean, it surely can't be because I haven't noticed it with all songwriters. But the people that I love as writers are people who are very mature in the way Mm -hmm. that they express their emotions, even if it's like intentionally immature. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I totally agree. Yeah. So in Enough for You, when she says... You always say I'm never satisfied, but I don't think that's true because all I ever wanted was to be enough for you. Mm -hmm. So she's having this realization that like he said she was never satisfied, but no, that's not actually what happened. What actually happened is you (laughs) mistreated me. Yeah. And I think she seems like really authentic and it seems like in enough for you, she's talking about things that she did that like weren't authentic to gain like this person's approval. Mm -hmm. I wore makeup when we dated Mm -hmm. and this one line like I'd say I broke my I'd say you broke my heart but you broke much more than that now I don't want your sympathy I just want myself back yeah that's like uh um all too well yeah (sighs) well like trying to be my own self again but I'm still trying to find it yeah Yeah. after plaid shirt days yeah you want to keep going (laughs) enough for you is dear John essentially yeah do you think I loved you too much to be used and discarded is like, don't you think I was too young to be messed with, to be yeah. played by your dark, twisted games mm-hmm. when I loved you so? So feel sorry for yourself because someday I'll be everything to somebody else. I'm shining like fireworks over your sad, empty town. Uh-huh. Do you see what I'm do you see where I'm going with yeah. this? Like it feels this and that whole part that um, is it uh, the outro i'm not looking at like an official lyric thing it's for yeah, i think it's the outro Do, don't you think i loved you too much to be used and discarded yeah. that whole part sounds like their crescendo ending of dear john but even just musically it sounds like oh yeah of, totally it's to me this is like her dear john inspiration it's different like the sentiments are different but it's the strongest similarities in i guess you could say that you see she's learned those a lot of those lessons from taylor um well i think that that's like the magic of taylor though too and that she articulates real feelings like in such a relatable way that it's like a chicken or the egg kind of thing too it's like as olivia like probably learned some like lyrical pieces from her but then like is probably putting her own words to us an emotion that like we've all felt and we're all just not like wordsmiths like Taylor and Olivia. <laughs> yeah. Which is why we're grateful to them. Yeah. <laughs> but I, that m- may or may not, it could just be her contribute to her awareness. It seems like some of those lessons from those songs mm-hmm. stuck as far as like, I will someday find someone who might actually treat me well. Yeah. Okay, I'm noticing that I think I had a lyric mishap with this too and that there's a there are parts where it says like to be enough for you where I think I was listening to it as to be in love for you, which mm. when I was processing on my own, I'm like, it's so interesting she did that to say like to be in love for you versus with you, but she didn't. Like that was my brain 
feel like a trick because it's to be enough for you. Yeah, but did it make more sense to you that way? Yeah, I honestly, I'm like now that I'm thinking about, it, I think I like probably listened to it as two different songs a couple of times. Like, but I feel like that to me, the to be in love for you, did feel very like early relationshipy to me. Like, I feel like there's times where it's like we felt emotions because we felt like we were supposed to, or like we like. I feel like there's times where I felt like deeper into caring about someone because I felt like that's what I was like supposed to do, even though. I maybe like wasn't it was an authentic feeling for me mm-hmm. which makes me think of we were happy back when I deserved it uh-huh like I deserved it at that point in time because that's when I was into you but mm-hmm. now I know I've fallen out of love with yeah. you I don't know so everything relates back to Taylor for me yeah. <laughs> I can't stop and especially like this there are a lot of parallels and stuff, but mm-hmm. I would be doing it probably with anything. Yeah. No, true. Everything. It's our daily life. Yeah. <laughs> Obsessed. Yeah. Um, but tried so hard to be everything you like just for you to say you're not the compliment type. Yeah. Haven't you heard someone say that before? Oh, yeah. Like words of affirmation, not your love language, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but you can compliment someone from time to time. What? You can compliment someone from time to time. That's another thing that was in that therapist TikTok video. And she was like, was it too much to just give her a compliment every (laughs) once in a while? Yeah. I feel that's, yeah, like a really normal thing for people to say sometimes, like when they can't be genuine in emotions. Did we already say favorite lyrics from this one? Um, I think so. Maybe not. I, I feel like we talked about so many of them. I don't remember. I feel like we didn't. My, I think my favorite one, if I didn't already say it, is But God, You Couldn't Have Cared Less About Someone Who Loved You More. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of the phrasing, reminds me of um, a careless man's careful daughter. Oh, you yeah. know how it mm-hmm. has like those opposites mm-hmm. put, put together? Um, that is a writing style that feels Taylor to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyways, you want to move on? Sure. So now we're going on to favorite crime. Yes. I love this song for the accountability. And I wonder, it's not, do you think that you could listen to this album in order i mean it's kind of out of order right like driver's license seems further along in the post-relationship process oh yeah you You mean like if you were to put it chronologically yeah yeah i wonder what that would be if we like were to restructure it because this one seems to me like much further down the line Mm -hmm. and i know there's some songs that aren't like about that like jealousy jealousy and hope you're okay but for the most part the songs are all about seemingly one relationship right yeah i would think so and this seems like much further on in the process of realizing okay yeah i also played a part in how this happened because i let myself be treated this way yeah yeah like one heart broke four hands bloody I love this part. Like, you used to call me an alibi. I crossed my heart as you crossed the line, and I defended you to all my friends. It's like, 
And that's driver's licensee too, in terms like my friends are sick of hearing me. Yeah, I was going to say, there's some things I can't say on the air, (laughs) but we can talk about that one later. Oh, gosh. Oh, to me specifically? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. Yep. Okay. All right. All right. I'm not saying I'm tired of hearing about it. (laughs) I understand why you are gravitating towards that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Thank you for making that parallel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, the first line that you picked out is maybe my favorite. No, not second favorite lyric on the whole album. And I watched as you fled the scene, doe-eyed as you buried me. One heart broke, four hands Mm -hmm. bloody. That is just chef's kiss, creme de la creme writing. (laughs) That is just, wow. Yeah. And way to go realizing that you let that happen, but we were all guilty parties in this scenario. Ugh, mm-hmm. I just love it. The ma- emotional maturity is high on this song, which is why I'm saying I think it's further yeah. along in the processing. Yeah. Any other? I also like really like the si- the the not the sign the line, but I say that I hate you with a smile on my face. Also, might be like a personal reference. But... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, and now every time a siren sounds, I wonder if you're around. Oof. <laughs> She's like, I hear danger and I wonder if that's you. Yeah. And it's bittersweet to think about the damage that we do because I was going down, but I was doing it with you. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a previous Taylor line and I can't think of what it is. It's like giving me very, and I know this isn't like about a crime, but like I feel like I'm getting like getaway car out of the woods, like nobody, no crime. Even though nobody, no crime, like isn't really like a love song in any way, but well, or a friendship love song, uh, yeah, maybe. between Esty and yeah her friend, yeah. Uh, so we didn't really talk about the title, favorite crime, like the whole premise of what the song is about. Mm-hmm. It still has that tinge of happier, like yeah. I hope you're happy, but not happier. So I hope I was your favorite crime, like your your best mistake, yeah. It's beautiful. Man, she can write a breakup song. Yeah, she really can. That's another thing that just draws her to being like Taylor. Like, her Mm -hmm. heartbreak songs are... They getcha. Brutal. Yeah. (laughs) And I am excited to see the release of Sweet, which I am now going to say is coming out. Yeah, I'm committed to it. I hope it is. I want to see her love story songs, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I bet they'd be just as good. I would think so. She has definitely proven herself with this album, I'll tell you that. Oh, for sure. So, Hope You're Okay? Yeah. Oh. Hope You're Okay is my favorite song on the album. Yeah. I cried when I first heard this. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, how to not cry. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Ugh. So, like, without going into too many specifics, like, you know, someone I love very dearly, some, a couple people I love very dearly, like, you can see that in the first uh-huh. verse, like that experience. And so you feel for that person because that's already someone you know and love and connect yeah. with. The line, his parents cared more about the Bible than being good to their own child. Yes. Oh, so for our oh. listeners who follow the Twitter, they're like, probably like, yes, we know Aaron is freaking out. But she just said that yeah. because I immediately tweeted those lyrics as soon as the album came out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is like, y'all go listen to this album. Yeah. 
Ugh. I usually like I love to listen to albums, especially for the first time in order, like the way that the artist organized them. And for some and um Courtney, one of our friends who who's also a Swifty, was like text me immediately and she's like, New Music Friday, like Olivia's out. And we knew it was coming out in May, but I had forgotten about the date, I guess. So we were kind of listening to it alongside of each other. And but I had mine like accidentally on shuffle. And so I think this song came on second or third, like after Brutal. And yeah, like cut to me sobbing, like getting ready in the morning in front of my bathroom mirror. Like, goodness. And I think as an educator, too, it's like, oh, like you just want every kid to feel loved. And it's cool to hear like as a peer, like I hope you know how proud I am you were created. I just want everyone to know that all the time. With the courage to unlearn all of their hatred. Yeah. That whole, the whole second story. I just can't with it. I can't with it. It It's powerful. That has to be, this has to be the strongest song. Like, how can it not be? Y'all, I don't know if I'm convincing you or if you're already there, but this is the best song. <laughs> yeah, and just and I think this isn't she totally def- like leaves behind her personal love story of mm-hmm. the like that's a theme throughout. But just like I love you and I hope that you're okay. Like everybody out there, we love you and we hope you're okay. We do. Like, we hope that for you. And that if you are hurting you will find some type of chat line if you don't trust people that mm-hmm. you can find and reach out to that. Like for um, any young people who might be queer identifying, we've talked about this before, but like the Trevor Project ch- yeah. chat line exists. And please, if you're hurting, reach out to someone and let them know. <sighs> and even if you're not like learn someone's story too. you know, like people are always more than their outward presentation and things too. It's, I feel like such a, I just, I just feel like the line, I love you and I hope that you're okay is such a call to get to know people more deeply and, and beyond what you think you might know. Like there's always something more. Um, so yeah, to anybody who feels like they need a resource, like ask for help, please. But also to those who feel like they're going around their day, great, like learn someone else's story. Even if it's not, it doesn't have like sadness or tragedy in it. Every story is valuable and it all gives like more context to who we are. Um, and yeah, that's just like a piece I like love about this song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. That's sort of our organic fearless feature. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I for, for sure my favorite line would be, I hope you know how proud I am you were created with the courage to unlearn all of their mm-hmm. hatred. And me particularly coming from, and like you live in this area too, but mm-hmm. I know your upbringing was very different from mm-hmm. mine and like your family situation and like, I grew up in a really evangelical area. Mm-hmm. And so this just hits. Yeah. It just hurts in a way that's also like healing. Yeah. I think the line to um, she was tired because she was brought into a world where family was merely blood. I think that's probably like where I like really started sobbing when I first heard this. And some, you know, like, yeah, that wasn't families like so much to me, I think, but um 
And I think it's so cool how we create our own families in life in ways too, even if we have had like a really positive family experience, like, and that's such a, so much of our experience um, in boarding school, I think is creating that. But yes, I think that's such a like hurtful and truthful line in some ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and very, you know, there's absolutely so many people out there who that's their experience where family's just blood. Right. So it's hard for me to say that definitively because it's like ugh, it's Taylor has some amazing love songs and I'm yeah. sure that Olivia will. And like the heartbreaking ones are so good. But I think oftentimes my favorite Taylor songs are the ones that are not at all about any type of yeah. love relationship, fictional or non-fictional. Mm-hmm. Um, the songs that are about yeah, you family. Love seven, right? Yeah. Love it. Shakifa. <laughs> I love that song so much. Um, but I just recently did, I'm sure, because you follow my like low profile fan account, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did you see my song rankings yesterday? Um, I don't think so. I posted them last night. Um, on my thrifting and swifting. So if anyone wants to <laughs> track that page, it's not that exciting. I don't know what I'm doing. Like I said, y'all, I love this it. podcast is fulfilling because I finally feel like I'm contributing to the fandom in like a way <laughs> I can. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't really know what I'm doing on fan pages. But I finally you do did you. the song ranking, which is so hard to do. They have me on <laughs> Tumblr and it basically just asks you this or that over and over and over. It's oh. 900 and something pairings wow it took me two of hours. the songs it took me two hours yes. i don't like when like songs are put up against each other it's though because, so hard because sometimes there's ones where like two of my favorites will be put up against each other and two i'm like oh yeah will be put up against each other mm-hmm. and that's just like yeah so on this song ranking you can pick if you want to do like i like them both or no opinion oh, okay but if you do it too much it sort of messes with your ranking so if you look at like the picture i have there's somewhere the number is repeating like i have two number fives and that basically means like they're tied okay um and then as you go further down there's ones that are more tied but in my in my top the best day innocent never grow up those are like those types of songs and i've been re-listening to innocent recently and hope you're okay really <laughs> makes me think of that song mm-hmm. yeah definitely sorry i feel a coughing fit coming on um yeah it's so fun doing the rankings i feel like i it's such a hard no it's not fun under. it's no. not fun it took two hours and it was torture yeah chad our colleague who also is a swifty challenged me last year around this time honestly like in peak pandemic to make like a playlist of 13 songs like my top 13 <laughs> and neither of us have s- completed it yet it's been uh, over a year 31 expand it yeah we 13 backward to. yeah that's a good idea it's easier to do but you know it's so hard like our friend daniel you know uh-huh. he's always like so what do you think is taylor's worst album and like doesn't exist <laughs> as katie Heron would say the limit, the does, limit not does not exist that's where i was going yeah <laughs> which there is a lot of mean girl vibes in this album bringing it back to olivia Mm -hmm. but anyways um what do you think is your favorite song on the album did you on the olivia album Uh uh-huh oh it's tough so i think and i feel like we've talked about this with taylor albums before sometimes i process them by like the experience of just like the like i i genuinely love good for you just as like a dance around the house or with your friends or like scream sing in the car 
But I agree. I think hope you're okay. I just think it's so importantly powerful. Mm-hmm. It's um, like the most important message. Yeah. And it really like touched me. I, I, you know this. I'm like a very emotional person in my what? real life. I know. <laughs> you I never cry. But I don't really cry that much in like movies or TV shows. I started to more in my like as I've gotten older, I think. But people used to joke that I was like heartless watching things because I would like Whoa, giggle. Really? Yeah. Which is like obviously. But my emotions have stayed pretty the same in the terms of like the way I experience life. But the way I would like take in entertainment, I was like just was like, oh, it's entertainment. But so like Marjorie, I cried immediately listening yeah. to it. And I feel like Hope You're Okay had a similar effect. And like, I love to like lean into the power of those experiences too. Yeah. I'd be interested to see what's a list of songs that made me cry first listen. Yeah. Because this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is my favorite. My second favorite, like I said, I think is probably Traitor. Yeah. Uh, but they're all so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that You're In Love made me sob the oh, first time yeah. i heard it when she says and why i've spent my whole life trying to put it in, yeah. into words i was like ouch daylight when she talks about realizing it was golden yeah not red mm-hmm. innocent definitely made me cry the first time the best day i think is like mm. what is oh i mean happiness happiness got me at the core but i think yeah, I mean, Evermore was just like so. I feel like my life at the time. Oh yeah, that but that we were all, ugh, yeah, that both of those albums. Honestly, yeah. Seven, I probably cried the first time listening to that mm-hmm. one. Um, tolerate it. Oh, tolerate it is so hurtful. <laughs> so, hurtful. <laughs> but so is happiness. Yeah, like they're both well, and they anyways. come back to back, right? Aren't they five and six? Mm, yes, I think so. Yeah, she just likes to do that to us. Yeah. I relate to you in the fact that I've gotten more emotional as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I cry at everything now. Yeah. I cry all the time just in my life. Yeah. <laughs> in my day-to-day life? Yeah. <laughs> last time I saw you at was a party. No, not not the last time I saw you. Not the end of the year party. But the, the day. Was that the same day? What kind of vortex I cried in the faculty in? meeting. Yeah. I did too. Because Trey's leaving. Yeah. Akira's husband, like they're moving. I they, cried because Courtney. I cried because know Trey. who that is. Yeah, <laughs> they're Trey. moving, not that far away, but still. Yeah, yeah. Trey and Courtney got me. Oh yeah, you had two hard hitters. Yeah. Whew. Um, and then you cried at the picnic. What picnic? I mean, is it a picnic? A barbecue? We grilled at the pool. Oh yeah, I cried there. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I barely even saw you too. Oh, um, I cried like all of last week. Yeah. I cried yesterday. Yeah. It's a it's, it's good. good I you. love it. Feel good people. Feel you. your feelings. Exactly. You do. It's <clears throat> it's cathartic. We need to cry. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was so fun. Is there any like organization or anything you would want to shout out for donations? Oh. I think as a guest, I wanted to support whatever you have been supporting. Okay. Because I don't have any off the top of my head right now. Well, we mentioned Trevor Project, so maybe that's who we'll shout out again. Yeah. Which, I by the that. way, they like sent me a message on Instagram. Oh, cool. When I posted the Fearless feature, and they were like, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. And I was like, oh, wow, Influencer. you spoke to me. Oh, my gosh. Which I should know they do because their whole thing is about like reaching out. Yeah. But that's awesome. I thought that was tender. I All love right. That. 
Well, Elizabeth, we hope that you'll come back and that yeah. one day we'll have a three-person setup. Ooh. And thank you for doing this special episode. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was we, really fun. I'm glad I could join. We hope to see you soon. Yay.